0: We discussed how there was a ketchup shortage or a possible really ketchup shortage with the packets and restaurants were struggling to keep ketchup in and there was a huge shortage. Well, this story came out that said there is no shortage. Okay. So the second largest manufacturer of tomato products, red gold, said there's no shortage. What are you talking about? We prepared for it. We were doubling production in May of 2020. Well, let's be clear about something. There is no shortage of red gold ketchup because nobody wants red gold ketchup. Okay. Heinz ketchup has almost a 70% market share. So even though the second largest manufacturer of ketchup says there's no shortage... That doesn't mean there isn't a shortage. That just means nobody still wants red gold ketchup. They want Heinz ketchup. We don't want the generic packs of ketchup. We want Heinz ketchup, which is why I, as a Heinz ketchup police officer, wants to tell you that, relax, it's okay. Uh, they're, They're sold over 12 billion packets per year. (laughs) <laughs> they've up production. And they said they should be fine. We talked about that as well last week, but I just want to be clear that, uh, there possibly could be a shortage of Heinz ketchup. So just be prepared. And I'm talking about the packets. I have not seen any shortage of Heinz ketchup on the shelves for you to purchase and use at your discretion. So red gold, I appreciate your try. Nice try trying to get everybody not to worry about it. But, uh, I, refuse to use the generic packets if it's not Heinz it's not being used welcome to chewing the fat so 60 years ago today Yuri Gargarin uh, became the first human to enter outer space and for those of you listening live it is the 12th of April 2021 so 60 years ago today Yuri uh, the Russian became the first human to enter outer space. He was just 27 years old at the time. Now, he would have been 87 years old, but uh, he died in 1968. Now, so far, 567 people have gone to outer space. That's pretty incredible. That's an incredible number. 567 people have traveled to space in 60 years. That's gonna change. That's gonna change in the next 60 for sure Uh, there's no doubt about that 567 is going to seem like i mean that's going to be a that's going to be one ride right so anyway i just let you know get ready for space travel i'm ready here on earth planting season is here so it's time to join over 1 million satisfied gardeners at fastgrowingtrees.com there's a better way to buy trees and shrubs Or plants for your home and yard. Fastgrowingtrees.com Slash Jeffy will get you a discount and I'll tell you more about that in a second. Now you know you've upgraded a few things around the house after being stuck inside. It makes sense now. Turn your yard into a paradise. Fastgrowingtrees.com Skip the big box stores and head to fastgrowingtrees.com It's the world's largest online Nursery, No more waiting in lines, messy cars, digging through what is a lackluster selection at the big box stores. Just go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants, all curated to thrive in your area and delivered to your door in one to two days. So whether you're looking for shade, privacy, fruit trees, or just add a little color to your yard, every plant is shipped with well-developed root system ready to explode with new growth. I love the fact that you go to the website, just type in where you're at and they have the entire thing of everything that you need for where you live. You don't have to try to figure out, is this going to grow? Is this not going to grow? It's beautiful. Plus, the 30-day alive and thrive guarantee means your plants will arrive happy, healthy and ready for planting. Now through June 30th, Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash jeffy and get 15% off. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash jeffy. fastgrowingtrees.com slash jeffy. I, I, I can't tell you how I love this. My daughter is uh, really excited about getting some of the fruit plants that are coming. And I'll... Next time I talk to you about them I'll let you know how they're doing But uh, she was really excited that they had uh, you know Certain fruits that will grow here in Texas So uh, Just go to the website Fastgrowingtrees.com And check it out And just type in where you where you live at And it'll show you what will grow great in your area Fastgrowingtrees.com Slash Jeffy Gets you that 15% off Fastgrowingtrees.com Slash Jeffy Alright so I've got a new gig for you That Sounds actually a lot of fun. Uh, casino review site Bonus Finder just launched a new contest earlier this week to find a Major League Baseball professional food taster. Now the winner, this seems kind of low. You're going to give five five hundred dollars, get five hundred dollars as well as you get budget for food and travel, so you don't have to pay for that. But you only get five hundred bucks. To do this? I don't know. According to the contest page, the tester is going to be expected to travel to MLB stadiums to taste their hot dogs and watch the games. That sounds like fun. I mean, getting paid to eat and watch baseball and then just review? Uh, hello, that's what we do here. So, you get to review the hot dogs based on appearance, color, flavor, complexity, and quality of meat, bun, quality and flavor, sauce and topping, generosity, and value for your money. So, if, I mean, if Heinz ketchup is there, I mean, that puts that's bonus points uh, right off the top. And all, you have to review the games on entertainment and quality, stadium atmosphere, and excitement. So, you have to be 21. You have to be Explain why you need to be chosen online And you have to You have until May 2nd May 2nd at 9pm Pacific You know the winner is going to be selected On May 5th Now that sounds like fun If you got nothing better to do for the summer I would do this in a heartbeat Man they're going to pay for the travel They're going to pay for the hotel rooms And the 500 bucks seems a little cheap It seems like they could pay you A little bit more than that But you know, what the heck. If you got nothing else to do, is well worth the fun. You get to eat, travel, and sleep for free. Plus, all right, you get an extra 500 bucks in your pocket and go to baseball games all summer long. That sounds like fun. That does sound like fun. Don't start with me over. I'm mad at Major League Baseball for taking their game to Colorado, the All-Star game, instead of staying in Atlanta. Yeah, it was dumb. No question it was dumb. But you're getting paid. I mean, it's not like they're paying you. You don't have to be mad at them. A company is paying you to go to the games. (laughs) So you don't have to like Major League Baseball. You get to go and you can review. And you get get to eat for free. Hello. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. And speaking of Colorado, by the way, it's getting ready to legalize human composting. So now how much do you love Colorado? (laughs) It's already passed one legislative chamber. It's going to allow people to opt to have their remains converted to soil through the natural reduction burying method. The process involves placing the body into a cradle and then another vessel along with wood chips, alfalfa, and straw. Each body ultimately creates a few hundred pounds of soil. Now you can go ahead and make your jokes that, you know, some of us may produce more than others. Uh, the practice is cited as a more environmentally friendly than cremation or burial. Oh, okay. Well then that's good. That right. Uh, Colorado would be the second state in the country, uh, after Washington, the state of Washington to make the process legal now. The good news is kind of, I guess, you know, that, uh, the bill does not allow for the soil to be used to grow food for human consumption. Oh, okay. It also bars sales of the product and prohibits combining the soil of multiple people without consent. So if you consent, I guess your family can all be buried together and create a giant pile of compost that you can put on i don't know trees or yard work or bushes i don't know i don't know what you'd use it for if you can't use it to grow food what are you doing well for human consumption so you could use it to grow corn that they feed cows right <laughs> you could use it to uh, to grow the the food that feeds other animals so i mean there you go there you go. I want to feed the dairy cows with my body, please. So anyway, good good news. So you've got a couple of states now where you can, uh, you know, compost grandpa or grandma or whoever or yourself and uh, be part of earth after you go through the natural reduction burying method. Now, there was no news whether Joseph Saravo had chosen the natural reduction burying method, but he just passed away this weekend as well. Joseph Saravo, uh, he was 66. You remember him from The Sopranos. He played uh, Anthony's father in the flashback clips when Tony was a little boy and his father was, you know was dealing with him he played uh you know tony's dad and he played in the jersey boys he was a lot of he's been in law and order he's played a you know he's played some big roles and he's been a you know he's a great gangster guy right? you get those roles that you're in those movies tremendous he uh i guess he was battling colon cancer so rest in peace very sad his uh his daughter posted that she was by his side when he passed away peacefully in his beloved treehouse i don't know what that i don't know if the man actually had a you know, a little treehouse in the backyard or if that's what he called, you know, the mansion in Jersey. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, rest in peace, Joseph Sarabo. Very sad news on that. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, congratulations to you for becoming the, uh, oldest recipient of best actor award for the BAFTAs. Uh, I see speaking of old actors, uh, Indiana Jones five, uh, is, uh, they're casting roles right now. I know Phoebe Waller-Bridge got the female lead in, against, uh, up, up with Harrison Ford. <laughs> wow. I was doing Indiana Jones five. <sighs> I almost can't wait for that really. And speaking of old, uh, Matrix star Carrie Ann Moss, she, uh, she opened up about her ageism and life in Hollywood for an actress after 40 now, what I like about this is she complaining that uh, I had heard that at 40 everything changed, but she said uh, I didn't believe it. And then because I, I don't believe just in jumping on the thought system, I, I didn't lie. Literally, this is, she says this, but literally the day after my 40th birthday, I was reading a script that had come to me and I was talking to my manager about it. And she was like, oh, no, 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 it's not that role you're reading for, it's the grandmother. Uh, And then she says, I may be exaggerating a bit, but it happened overnight. Oh, so literally the day after your 40th birthday, but you may be exaggerating a bit. All right. Thank you. We appreciate it. Got it. Carrie Ann. We appreciate it. You know, I might be pissed too. But I understand the process. But look, you're, you're, that's the deal, right? That's possible that it could be, you know, that you could be grandma. Why not? You need the money. You need the roles. It's called acting. So go ahead and act. I saw also where uh, Charlene Yi, the actress who appeared alongside Seth Rogen in Knocked Up, is uh, calling him out for enabling his friend and frequent co-star. James Franco <laughs> She says The women have accused Franco Of having acted inappropriately Five of them told the Los Angeles Times In January uh, in January Of 2018 That Franco had been what the newspaper termed Sexually exploitive with them And uh, he, They recalled him being angry When they wouldn't go topless I mean Of course he's angry because you wouldn't go topless Duh he said he became angry when women wouldn't go topless. And a third said that during a nude orgy scene, he removed the protective plastic guards covering other actresses lower area while simulating oral stuff that was going on. So they filed lawsuits against the actor and they were settled. Those uh, he, he said they were false and inflammatory. And they settled, they settled the deal. So, I mean, you kind of got to go with it, right? I guess so. But she called him a predator. And she's having none of it. Uh, she's having none of it. She said that uh, I tried to break the contract and leave the film The Disaster Artist. Because I didn't feel safe working with a Evan Sexual Predator. She said that people attempted to bribe me with a bigger acting role. Oh, okay. And she called uh, the rest of the people around Franco are enablers, are just as toxic and are abru- abusers too. Disgusted by white men choosing power over protecting children and women from predators. Educate, organize, and dismantle corruption in your circles and in the law. Amen. Amen. But, you know, part of the story talks about, you want to talk about enabling, if you believe that he's a predator and a douchebag, but you settle out of court for a job or money without putting it in front of a judge and jury, who's the enabler? I'm just asking the question here. I'm just asking a question. That's all. Just asking a question. And don't forget, we're big believers in innocent before proven Guilty. And settling something like that doesn't mean you're guilty. And he said that the allegations were false and inflammatory. So I know. I know. I know. So as long as we're in Hollywood Godzilla versus Kong, top 350 million at the global box office, a lot of that had to do with China, but that is huge for this world that we live in now. Right? I mean, uh, The biggest one since the, you know, COVID world lockdown, I think was like 50 million or something like that. Maybe, maybe. So, I mean, domestic openings for the weekend just here in the States, right? That first weekend, it got almost 50 million. And the closest one to that was 20 million with Tenet. And the rest of them, Wonder Woman 1984, just terrible only got 16 million, they were lucky to get that that movie was just horrible, oh you know what I did watch this weekend, Unhinged with Russell Crowe it's on Amazon, if you have Amazon it's, it's up on Amazon it's, it's Russell Crowe and uh, Karen Bistorius and the kid is Gabriel Bateman these are the three main ones and it, it, was, a, it was a fun ride Russell Crowe Unhinged a fun ride it was fun ride there was only i mean there was only you know there were a couple of things that uh happened that you think oh yeah, that couldn't really happen but most of it was it could definitely happen and there was there were several scenes that were uh double O S word i just want to swear today is all i want to do i just want to swear and say dirty words all through the show but i'm not going to i'm not going to which is a task for me. So just bear with me. But there were a couple of oh crap moments. Double oh crap moments. There were, uh, you know, where you go, oh crap. Oh crap. I mean. <laughs> and the first oh crap double O crap boba is awesome because it just it catches you so off guard because he russell becomes unhinged and don't start with me he's gained so much weight so he's russell Crowe move on with your life and karen Pastore, you know does a great job as uh the mom of gabriel Bateman uh the kid kyle jimmy simpson is in it who i love he's a great character you know him if you see him he's not in it for very long but he he plays a <laughs> he plays a great character for as long as he lasts and uh you know he's there's just there's a couple of I, I love the double oh crap moments so good I love them I love them it's just that you're sitting there like oh crap oh crap and I mean just be ready for it and just be ready and the thing is the thing is you know it could happen to anyone and we all by the grace of God know that this could happen to anyone at any time, but we trust in other humans not doing it. So when a human goes off the deep end, as Russell does in unhinged, I mean, you can see it happening, man. You can see it. So once you watch it, email me chewing the fat at the Let me know what you think about the movie and how much, you know, did you have any fun watching it? Cause I did. I enjoyed the heck out of it and i love russell crowe anyway but i enjoyed the heck out of the movie it was a fun ride i didn't realize it was on amazon i came home uh saturday after i did a uh uh, i had to go to a scouting thing after pat's uh cookie thing saturday afternoon at Kexie cookies thanks if you were listening to this today and you went out to kexy this weekend thank you so much it was a lot of fun seeing and meeting all of you and we had fun and Yes, I had fun eating the cookies. But it was a great time, and thank you for coming out and supporting Pat's family company. And uh, I know he really appreciates it. And I really appreciated seeing everyone. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the only person I didn't look forward to seeing, and I was hoping he wouldn't show, was Stu. But, you know, oh well, he showed up, so you got to be nice to him. And, uh, you know, so anyway, then I had to go to a scouting thing. My daughter was uh, being part of uh, the uh, Order of the Arrow ceremony and she was called out to join the order of the arrow that kind of thing which my wife and my son are a part of and it was it's a big deal so i was there so i come home and i say oh my gosh this is on amazon on Hint, and i watch it was so much fun uh, that the, those double O crap moments are awesome so let me know what you think all right let's go to the break room I desperately oh my goodness gracious I need something cold to drink so we're back at it in the trial of uh the george floyd murder and the defense wanted the jury sequestered after a police shot a black man at a traffic stop nearby the judge has denied the motion not wanting jurors to believe there's more threats to their safety. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want them to think about that at all. So the case continues as normal. The jurors will be sequestered only while they deliberate. I saw this weekend where they're trying to, uh, you know, they, they had a big deal over George Floyd and, you know, how much drugs he had in his system and how many drugs he had in his system. There's stories all weekend long about the torment of drug addiction And how, like millions of Americans, George Floyd lived with that torment every day. Uh, He and his girlfriend became addicted to opioids four years ago. Yeah, okay, so no problem. Uh, Not everyone is, aside from maybe getting the drugs illegally, uh, they're not trying to pass off counterfeit dollars or creating other crimes uh, while they're being... It's just, I know, look officer chauvin former officer chauvin is guilty we know that right and uh i know that we're supposed to think innocent until proven guilty (laughs) even if you're a dirtbag actor but uh not if you're a former police officer no there's no innocent uh (laughs) innocent before proven guilty you are guilty period got it okay good yeah speaking to someone that's guilty period well i mean he's already spending 23 years in prison but harvey weinstein was uh indicted in a secret grand jury in los angeles that way they can uh, bypass the time-consuming preliminary hearing with public testimony that would otherwise be necessary yeah i hate that man do i hate Do I hate those preliminary hearings where they just have to prove stuff? (laughs) So, you don't want that. So, you want to do it in secret, okay? Yeah, I know. Look, I know it's it's designed to streamline and to safeguard the right to a speedy trial. Is it? So, they're trying to get him indicted and uh, they're trying to get him uh, uh, moved from New York to L.A., right after the indictment and they're going in before the judge today and we'll see what happens uh, 2 p.m. Eastern is when they uh, when they have the case for his extradition hearing we'll see if they actually do it. Uh, it was postponed last time I don't know if they'll they'll do it I mean for sure they're going to probably want to if they do it if they say yes he has to be moved they have to get custody from New York like within 120 days to commence the trial so Wait. I know we'll see. He's got like 80 people already against him. The guy's already in prison for 23 years. He's not going to survive. And I know that LA wants a piece of him and they want their piece of Harvey Weinstein, but I don't know that you're going to get it. I just don't know that you're going to get it. I really don't. But he's the hate, most hated guy in Hollywood still to this day and part of the Me Too movement. So he probably goes, they probably do it. They probably do it. So. You know, all's fair in love and war and secret indictments. And again, it won't matter. Sure, he had his bout with COVID. Sure, he's sick and under the weather. So? So what? He's Harvey Weinstein and we hate him. So let's get him back to California so we can put him on trial there. Oh, okay. Now, you know, I'd be very surprised if it doesn't happen but it may, the judge, I would guess, maybe the judge says, uh, this is just my no legal <laughs> expertise <laughs> hypothesis, but I would say maybe the judge says, uh, yeah, you know, this is this is good and we need to let it happen, but Mr. Weinstein is sick, so let's postpone this whole thing for another three or four months and then we'll revisit it and we'll see if he's healthy enough to be uh, moved to LA. Just a guess on my part. And I want to be sure that we still go after all the people that were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th because those people uh, are evil and they want to take over the government and see people lose their jobs. But don't worry about all those people burning down federal buildings in Portland. Don't worry about those people. Those people are peaceful protesters, okay? And I think you and I both know that. So just back off, all right? Did you see where the postal worker in Michigan was attacked? they were he was the postal worker she was in this big fight with two people, and there's a guy filming it <laughs> Now they try to say that the the fight was over stimulus checks, and i I don't think it was. I think it was uh you know three women fighting each other, two were together, and they were pissed at the postal worker, and so they started fighting. And the one lady screamed, you hit me first, which, you know, you don't know that to be the case, but they were fighting the guy that's filming is the guy that says they're trying to get that stimulus. <laughs> the guy that's filming is that, like, oh, they're trying to get this stimulus and uh, things are getting bad.
1: Oh my God. Granny, 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 granny. Oh, no, Grand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Granny, <laughs> granny.
0: They are fighting.
1: You got to let this happen. It's <laughs> trap. It's trapped. Now I want them to hit you and I'm.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> oh, They're wamping on each other man
1: Oh my god. Oh my
0: god. This oh, oh my god.
1: Oh my. my. Bro, not... y'all finna go to the feds.
0: Oh yeah. Bro, y'all hit the
1: mail, man. They trying to get that stimulus. This, See, shit, it's serious. That's oh, him baby.
0: saying that. That's no one that else. stimulus
1: got the bitches. Ooh, damn um, y'all. She, she hit the mail bro. That stimulus money. So a mother <laughs> dog. Oh my god,
0: get out. Oh, shit. oh. Look out! Look out! She's backing up. She's getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Now he goes on to say, you know, only in Flint, bro, only in Flint. And they had the fight there. But I, I they're trying to get them stimulus checks, and I, I don't think that's the case. The investigation is ongoing, and the one, I think, has been arrested already. But, uh, you know, you don't go around assaulting male people, people that work for the USPS. I believe that's a federal crime. So they better prove that the male lady, the United States postal service employee hit first or was the cause of all of this because you just don't be attacking federal employees it's not you know what? it's not a good thing to do you can quote me on that it's just not a good thing to do but uh, only in flint bro only in flint thing is it's not only in flint i mean we have stories all the time coming from the great state of florida we have a story from Memphis, Tennessee, where a lady who apparently was pissed that it took so long at the drive through uh, pulled up, walked up to the window, started arguing with the girl at the window, then, uh, returned to her car, grabbed a gun, came back to the window leaned into the window and started shooting into the into the store and no one got injured and you know people ducked down and hid but uh it says multiple shots were fired and then walked back to her car and drove away now I had, this was uh you know a week or so ago so at the time of the story that no had re- arrest had been made but you know it's possible that she'd been arrested now though <laughs> that is possible. And then you go to Connecticut as former McDonald's manager is busy, you know, stealing money from the, from the, from the store. She, uh, had made out, uh, manually entering hours into their paychecks and made, uh, fake time cards for her workers. And then, uh, you know, did the time cards and then did the checks. And then she signed the checks over to herself. And she only, she got, she did this for about a year, January to December, got $18,830 and 25 cents. So the story says now what she was arrested for though, is second degree larceny, 64 counts of third degree identity theft, 64 counts of second degree forgery. Wow. That's incredible. So she turned herself in. And she's out on bail. And she's going to be in court in May. So good luck. Uh, she may you know, have to pay the money back. I'm guessing she's not working at the McDonald's anymore. But uh, Vivian L. Benitez from Hartford, Connecticut. You know, she thought she'd take a shot. You get a little greedy. You start starts working out for you. She got an 18, extra 18000 almost $19,000 from January to December. That's not bad. That's not bad. That pays... Getting you some extra food. <laughs> so we'll see what happens in May. And did you see where the cops were called to uh, Harry and Meghan's home nine times in nine months? That's pretty incredible. They were called to their Southern California home nine times in as many months uh, after they expressed, uh, you know, security concerns. You Remember, they had the uh, security concern issue with the Oprah interview and since they moved into their Montecito home uh they have uh they've requested uh, police they had alarm activations and property crimes I mean uh I don't know it sounds like Montecito isn't that safe a place I mean they've got million dollar homes and uh the police keep coming and people showing up I, <laughs> I mean okay I don't know what the deal is, but uh, maybe we ought to work on that. They even had somebody trespass on the property on Christmas Eve. Wow. And then there was one that was listed as miscellaneous priority incident. Hmm. Wonder what that one is. Miscellaneous priority incident. Could they have been fighting? Maybe, but you know. You never know. I know there's you know there's all kind, but that's a lot of crime for this rich neighborhood. I mean, we need to bump up security in the neighborhood for one thing. <laughs> I mean that we just I just had a story. Rob Lowe just dropped forty seven million on three mansions in Montecito. Yeah, I know he's he's struggling. I know they're struggling. They sold the old place. They lived in the place next door to Harry and Meghan's, and so. <laughs> I mean, they had to get out of there. Maybe that's the high crime neighbor air er, street. I don't know, but they got out of that. They sold that place, and then uh, now they bought uh, they bought uh, three new Montesino Mansions, right? Forty seven million. Rob's doing okay. Rob is doing okay for himself. I mean, I'm not kidding you now. Hello, he's got. Uh, that's a heck of a neighborhood. And when you look at their original house, which is right next door to Harry and Meghan's, uh, it's not a dump. It is not a dump at all, all right? So, they sold that place. Now, they purchased one home for $13 million in December of last year. And that, uh, that just, they just demolished that. They bought that just for the land. <laughs> so, they had $13 million for that. And That's a dump. It's only 5,800 square feet. We're just going to empty. De- that's got 6.7 acres of land. Yeah, we're just going to clear the land. You know, we'll probably build a new place there. No problem. Now that place, that property is in walking distance from Harry and Meghan's, all right? So it's still in the high crime area, all right? Then they bought another fixer upper, 4,272 or 74 square feet, all right? On the uh, main shopping street, Coast Village Road, all right? And that's another gated community, all right. Then their third property is a four level beach mansion that sold on some secret deal for like $29 million. Oh, I mean, that's six bedroom, seven and a half baths. I don't know. You know, maybe you have the guest to stay at a little place like that on the beach. <laughs> you know, that's not for you, that's for, you know, grandma when she comes. Just let her stay at the beach house. We don't want her where we're at. Or maybe they're gonna stay there while they build the new place of the six point seven acres. That's probably what's happening, and then the guest will be at the other fixer upper for you know you want to come and say yeah you guys can't stay at the beach house no no sorry wish you could but uh, no. <laughs> so Rob you know get this now low right he's got the the Texas 911 Fireman show. Then he's starting to do a new game show titled Mental Samurai and that premieres May 25th. Rob's making some cash and he's made some cash over the years. So, you know, $47 million for three places in Montecito. That's not bad. And, you know, hopefully he's, uh, you know, up the security a little bit because it really sounds like uh, you'd think a neighborhood with Harry and Meghan and Gwyneth Paltrow and Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah and Adam Levine. They'd have some security there. You wouldn't have to worry about you know the crime like that. It's pretty. It's interesting that that's, that's such a high crime area. Anyway, uh, the cops were called to Prince and to Prince Harry and Meghan's house nine times in nine months. And don't forget Harry. I told you. I told you what happened. Harry went is going to the funeral. Right. He's left Meghan and the baby home. It said that she wasn't cleared to travel, being pregnant. And she's got the baby and Archie, and she wasn't cleared to travel. Uh huh. Okay. I believe you. But uh, he's already there. He's uh, showed up and apparently they're going to walk. Uh, he and William are going to walk shoulder and shoulder for the pro- for the procession. The funeral is going to be this Saturday at uh, St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, they may be talking him into uh, Harry. You need to uh, you need to take the kids and uh, come back to the castle. That's my that's my hypothesis. that's going to happen. The second kid, though. Put a wrinkle in it. Uh, Megan was pretty smart there getting pregnant. You know, I'm sure it was just an accident. Oh, I mean, it was just out of love. Of course it was. And this is, and don't forget, don't forget they already started with the bad stories about granddad. So it's going to come out. He was the one that asked about the color of the baby. He was the racist. And Harry didn't want to say anything at that Oprah interview because it was about his granddad. And it'll be... Uh, he they're gonna throw grandpa under the bus, so it'll be a beautiful thing. So we'll see he uh you know what happens with uh Harry and William and we'll see if dad and William and grandma can say, Harry, what are you doing, bro? I think that's how the Queen actually speaks too. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, grandson, what are you doing, bro? Where the University of Central Florida allowed its players to wear their social media handles on the backs of their jerseys during their spring game on this past Saturday. And their verified cool dad, Gus Malzin, the UCF coach, said this is the new age of personal branding and we're going to embrace it. I don't know if they're going to do that during the regular games. I don't know that, uh, you know, college football allows that. But I do know, welcome to the party, because my own son, Elvis Fisher, demanded this in his demands video way back in 2012 when he was coming back. (laughs) He had his two-minute demand video, and in his, you know, he had multiple demands. He needed soap for his dry skin. And he talked about uh, his billion-dollar complex. Well, you know what? I'll just let him tell you.
1: What's going on, everybody? It's me, Elvis Fisher. Uh, Apparently, y'all thought that I was lying about this uh, this little press conference today. Um, Yeah, the only people that showed up is actually uh, KOMU.
0: (laughs) What van?
1: But, uh, yeah, it must have been like a sick prank to actually make it look like people care or something because... I don't know where they're at. <laughs> you know, they, the whole stadium's locked up. Yeah, it's kind of sad, really. So, uh, yeah, you know, I got a few demands that I need must be met before I play football for the University of Missouri again. Um, first thing, needs to be new soap in the locker room. Right. I'm tired of that cheap 99-cent Walmart soap. I got old dry skin as it is. Gotta get some, get some Dove. There's some axe in there. Billion-dollar complex. We got a tiger in the front of the complex that'll follow you around. An animated tiger, but we don't have better soap. Uh, let's see. I want my own personal segue. Yeah, I don't want to have to walk to the practice field. I don't want to have to walk to the dining hall. Right. I don't want to have to walk to the weight room.
0: Chip off the old block here. I
1: mean, I'm not trying to lose weight here. I got to be over 300. Y'all want me over 300 to play in the SEC? Um, yeah, we need a segue. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, on the back of my jersey, I do not want to have Fisher on the back of it anymore. Uh, from now on, I want my Twitter handle to be on the back uh,
0: of my jersey. Hello. Yeah.
1: So, yep. Um, I don't want to sweat on game
0: day anymore getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on and you can uh, if you follow me on uh, my Twitter account uh, at JeffyJFR, JFR or of course uh, at elvisfisher Fisher 72 because he just retweeted my tweet I reminded everyone that Elvis was demanding this back in 2012 so Central Florida welcome to the party thanks for coming on board it's not new people have been demanding this for years now and uh if you remember we actually had some jerseys made with his number 72 and twitter handle on it i may have to find a picture of those and uh, find it and post those as well so central florida welcome to the party okay as long as you're looking for our Twitter handles, you might as well, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the show, uh, you need to become one. It's available on the platform that you're listening on now that you're stealing it from. I don't know who you're, where you're listening to it, but you might as well become a subscriber. You can choose a different platform. If you don't like the platform you're using, choose another platform. Okay, there you go. So just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher and, you know, make your life that much better. If you're listening to it now and you're not a subscriber, and then you might as well subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You might as well follow me on social media at JeffyJFR, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. just Jeff Fisher Radio. And uh, I post uh, new uh, new stuff up on my uh, YouTube channel uh, often, so you can keep an eye on there. There's a brand-new uniform, a uh, new, what do you call it? Not a uniform. It's an interview. <laughs> Thinking football. So there's a new interview up there with Zach Barber, Mr. Uh, two Million uh, Follower TikTok Star. And uh, I think he's close to 100,000 on Instagram. And uh, he's uh, you know, the relationship guy. So that interview is up there too. Go and enjoy that on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So speaking of college football, which is why I have football on the brain, USC football had a homeless guy show up and he, even, he was in the practice room, he was in the practice facility, he got a uniform, he went out onto the practice field, and he fielded some punts during practice week, and nobody knew. <laughs> so, he's this homeless guy, he's, uh, you know he, he was in the hot tub, he grabbed a meal without being busted, and then he apparently was seen uh, sleeping in one of the suites... And the Coliseum, and he was busted by USC Security uh, hanging out at the soccer field. And I mean, they ought to, this guy was part of the university, doesn't even go there, doesn't live there, and it's the COVID restricted times. And we got a homeless guy. I'll just be pretend I'm part of the football team, just hang out with them. Yeah, free food. I got, got a free bathe. I can bathe. I can sneak into the stadium and sleep there. That's nice. That's pretty sweet. That's a genius homeless guy right there. Genius. So, I mean, good luck to USC, but people are sneaking into USC. This guy ought to go up to Montecito and teach them how to, you know, have some security up there and save the neighborhood. That's a good idea. Roblo. hire the homeless guy from USC to be your security expert up in Montecito, and everybody will love you even more. And speaking of infiltrating, uh, I see where the, the, now the headline is kind of misleading. It talks about imposter white house reporter manages to infiltrate press briefing. And I thought, really? Well, okay. So they didn't get into the white house and they weren't at the press briefing that, you know, someone that wasn't authorized in there, but they pretended to be a white house reporter and they posed questions to Jen Psaki, the press secretary. So apparently, these uh, these imposter or this imposter was part of an uh, online global gaming gaming platform called Roblox, where users uh, call themselves Legos. Now the person didn't really reveal his or her true identity when reached out on, but apparently they love journalism and they think the press corps is doing a pretty bad job at the moment. So I decided to ensure some transparency and ask some questions me and some friends wanted to answer. So they, the White House has limited credentialed reporters, but it's fairly common for reporters to ask additional questions to Press Secretary Jen Psaki on behalf of fellow journalists who couldn't attend the briefing due to coronavirus restrictions. So she contacted credentialed press to pose her questions in the briefing room, which they did. Now, you know, that's not that bad of an idea. I know that the press thinks they are, uh, you know, these credentialed White House press people believe that they have the questions on everyone's mind. But that's not a bad idea. Maybe these uh, some of these uh, credentialed White House reporters need to do that and ask, I don't know, everyday Americans what question they would like to ask and perhaps go in and say, uh, today I'd like, a, to like to answer a question from Jenny in Tennessee and she wants to know why dad hasn't done anything with his son Hunter or something like that just off the top of my head is the first thing that comes to my mind Uh, you know maybe ask some questions that everyday Americans do want answered I'd like to have that happen maybe oh and one more thing kind of sad news actually over the weekend David Hogg uh, has stopped his pillow company well no yes let me rephrase he is not involved in the pillow company anymore. A couple of we- And he tweeted a long thread, 12 different tweets this weekend. Uh, he started out with a couple of weeks ago, a very spontaneous interaction over Twitter between me and William Legate led to us trying to start a progressive pillow company. The goal was and still is to create great pillow that is substantially produced, sustainably produced. In domestic unionized factories and have a percentage of those profits benefit progressive social causes. We were met with immediate and overwhelming support. Were ya? But I soon realized that given my activism, schoolwork, and family commitments, I could not give 100% to being full time co founder at Good Pillow. Really? Huh. It wasn't that you just realized that it was a lot more work and you couldn't go up against my pillow and Mike Lindell. It wasn't that. It was that you couldn't give 100%. Okay. Uh, You know, I believe you, Dave. After many discussions with William and my friends, family, and mentors, I made a good faith decision to allow William to bring our vision to life without me. Oh, that is so nice of you, Dave. That vision remains an ethical company that produces products that people need while creating good union-paying jobs and supporting social causes at the same time. Oh, gosh darn it, I wish you could still be a part of it, Dave. I'm incredibly appreciative to those family and friends who reached out to support me, and I'm thankful for those who supported me in this vision. Effective immediately, I have resigned and released all shares, any ownership, any control of Good Pillow LLC. I want to thank Will for his partnership and wish him absolutely nothing but success with the future of Good Pillow. The reasons for my departure rest entirely with me and my own personal commitments, and I truly wish Will nothing but the best. Over the next several months, I'll be taking some time to focus on my studies in college and advance the gun violence prevention movement with the March for Our Lives and personally. Oh, you're going to take some personal time? Life is too tough? Uh, You couldn't take the heat after you decided to come up with your stupid pillow idea? Anyway, while now may not be the best time for me, I do deeply believe it is incumbent on our country's businesses to do no harm and empower the communities in which they serve. Maybe they could take that up at the next phone call when all the corporate heads meet like they did this past weekend. (laughs) But I digress. Anyway, David continues, Serving as an advocate and activist is just one major part of my life. Is it, Dave? I do hope to one day shape our global community to become more aware Progressive and equitable through social entrepreneurship and other avenues in the future. Oh, that's so nice of you, Dave. While the tragedy and trauma I experienced does shape me... What trick? That whole story with him uh, down there in Florida and the shooting at the school is agonizing, but I'll let that go for now. While the tragedy and trauma I experienced does shape me, like many other survivors of gun violence... It is not even close to who I am fully, and I am looking forward to using this time to grow myself as an organizer, friend, son, and brother. Well, good luck, Dave. I hope you succeed. Now, you know you're not going to succeed going up against my pillow and Mike Lindell because you don't know what the hell you were doing. But, (laughs) you know, as a survivor of tragedy and trauma, from gun violence, like riding your bike back to the school after the shooting took place. I can well understand how you need a little time to yourself.